0: Part 2 of our interview with Melissa Ellis, who escaped from the Kingston Polygamy Group, next on Polygamy, What Love Is This? We're continuing our interview with Melissa Ellis. She left the Kingston Polygamy Group in 2012 with a suitcase and four kids. And uh, that happened after her husband informed her that he was going to be taking another wife. Now, she has found a productive life outside of the group much different than they said it would be if she did leave. And so she's here to finish telling her story and some of the interesting activities that she's also involved in. So I would like to introduce again and thank Melissa Ellis for coming. Thanks thank you. for having me. Thanks for your story. It's very interesting and uh, uh, to get your side of what's going on and some of the things that you are actually doing now that is stirring up the pot a little <laughs> bit, which needs to be stirred up. Uh, again, we're grateful for your courage to come out and speak publicly for, about these things, which needs to be done. -hmm. Just recently, you granted an interview with the Standard News in Ogden, Standard Newspaper, Standard Examiner, yes. And uh, it's—I'm sure they can find it online. In fact, we have the link to one of the quotes that um, our viewers can uh, pick up if they want to read the article. Um, So you are also the vice president of Sound Choices Coalition. Correct. Yeah. Um, Actually, uh, we had Angela Kelly as a guest on our show a few weeks ago, and she's the president. And the director. Or the director, yeah. Mm -hmm. And so you're the vice president. What do do you do with Sound Choices? And explain what Sound Choices is about.
1: Um, So being the vice president, I just want to be a part of something that educates people. And that's what Sound Choices does, is it educates people on the abuses of polygamy. And um, also with some of the activism things we've been doing we want to be able to educate law enforcement and dcfs and on different laws coming into play and different things to watch out for
0: and i think most of what they've had so far is pro-polygamy viewpoints at least from what from what i've seen but uh you are or were i should say highly instrumental you were part of passing the bill hb 214 in our recent legislature uh, session. Explain what HB 214 is and how it helps those who are escaping
1: polygamy. And also you had an obstacle in getting it passed. A little bit. Um, so Angela Kelly is the one who she started House Bill 214. It mm-hmm. probably would have never happened without her. Um, she had posted on Facebook, you know, there's this bill that I'm working on, if anybody would like to help on it, please contact me. And so I did. And that Uh was in February of this year. Uh So I was just, I was ready to help with something and get moving on it. And so she invited me to come sit down with um, Representative Anderson, who was the one backing this bill to take in front of the House of Representatives. And so he was there and there was a table full of people. And we were going over this bill and Mm -hmm. I I didn't realize that I was going to be part of kind of creating this bill, Mm. but we sat down and went over it and the way it was worded was going to help people leaving a polygamous marriage which my ex was only married to me. I wasn't ever part of a polygamous marriage, but I was part of a polygamous cult. Mm -hmm. And it wouldn't have helped people like the Lost Boys or my children coming out of it. And so we did have to work on some wording, and the attorneys had to get involved that helped draft it and changed it to the wording to be somebody leaving a polygamous setting. So if somebody is leaving a polygamous marriage, a child running away from a polygamous marriage, or leaving a polygamous cult altogether, they can get reparations funds from the victim's reparations fund. And
0: people came up against this, and yet it wasn't using tax dollars at all.
1: No. So the victim's reparations fund is if there's a criminal, they pay money that goes into this fund to help people that are victims. And so taxpayers' money do not go into it at all. Um, we did have another um, polygamy type of group that was against it, and they were feeling that it like it would push more people underground. Feel like mm-hmm. they were coming after them more, and we were like, no, nobody has no. to be convicted. It does have to reported to the police, mm-hmm. but nobody has to be convicted to be able to receive the reparations fund. It just helps people leaving.
0: So will this stop? Do you think that this will stop at when a young girl flees and she's a minor or a boy, but that generally
1: isn't the case, it's usually a girl, that they won't send her back to the family? So it makes it, with the bill, it lists that people leaving bigamy are victims. Mm -hmm. So if she, if somebody is leaving a cult and runs to the police and say, I'm leaving this polygamous group, I don't want to be a part of it then that keeps them from having to be returned. To send them they back, which has to, happened
0: too many times. So, so
1: according to the law now, people that are leaving polygamous settings, polygamous marriages are victims. So It's about
0: time. Yeah. I'm here to tell you. Well, I want to quote <clears throat> from the Standard News that you were interviewed by um, what you said in part of it and uh, so I quote she said and that's you she said her birth family regards her as an outcast and legal disputes over her children's custodial arrangements drag on she blames the leaders of the Kingston clan and said they perpetuate practices that are illegal and abusive to wives and children So the leaders you have said here, I agree with you, by the way, Mm -hmm. purposely put their wives and kids in harm's way. Yeah, they do. And they actually are um, um, instrumental in some of the harm that takes place.
1: Definitely. They, They are involved in a lot of the harm that happens. I mean, the mothers have to work. A lot of the times, I remember once in church, one of the older men came and he was talking about how proud he was that his seven-year-old grandson was able to make a full dinner while his mom was at work.
0: Oh, like, my that, word. That is
1: dangerous on oh, my so word. many that's levels. sad. Imagine if that child got burnt from the boiling water, what, what would Whatever. they do then? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just the physical harm that could happen. Mm-hmm. And there's so much more. And of course,
0: how much harm has happened that they don't report
1: yeah, when Dude, you don't report anything that. to the outside world, right?
0: Well, you were harassed, and we talked about this in the first show that you were harassed and have been and are being harassed because you have the, the four children. You took the four children with you, and so your husband and the attorneys in the Kingston Group has kind of harassed you since that time. So you, I guess that's another straw uh, that you wrote a letter to the Utah Bar Association complaining. Because Kingston men are are attorneys, polygamous men are attorneys. And that's not just in the Kingston group. Other groups have attorneys as well, polygamous men. Tell us about the letter and what has happened.
1: So one reason I wrote that letter was there was one of the women who had left. She kept all of her statements. So we talked about those Kingston statements. Mm -hmm. And she wrote everything out all the money she had and she realized she had left $21,000 in her account there the leader who happens to be her father mm-hmm. said okay send me your evidence i'll look it over it took him a couple weeks and then he told her that all that money was gone for fees for administrative fees mm. and when i heard about that it was the day that i heard about that that i wrote the letter i Felt like, how could he do this, especially to his own daughter? Yeah. He was stealing money from his own daughter. And he's the attorney. And he is an attorney in Utah. And he's an active attorney in Utah. And I had before talked about it with people. said like, how can they own offices because or um, licenses? Because in Utah, you can't hold political office if you're a polygamist. Like, it's, it's against the Utah Constitution. You what? can't hold those offices. So I'm like, how are they able to hold these offices? I'm like, well, you know, I am a citizen. I am allowed to make complaints if I'd like, and this mm-hmm. is a concern I have. So I wrote out who I knew the attorneys were and who I knew their wives were. That's why I didn't go into any other groups is I don't know for a fact right. who they're married to. Exactly. But I knew who for a fact these people were married to, mm-hmm. except for the leader because there's so many. <laughs> He has over 20, he has over 20, it might be over 30, I don't know for sure, I don't know the number, Um, and so I I reported him, I said, how can an attorney in Utah be a polygamist and hold that license, and I quoted the rules for misconduct, and that includes lying, that includes, includes withholding information, which I'm sure they're not going and reporting every wife they have. Oh, and so I said, How can Utah, especially the Utah bar, allow this to happen? Good for you. And
0: so I just felt Good like it you. needed to be done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, there's a, by the way, the Washington Post picked that up and and oh, had it in they? the Washington Post plus a couple of other newspapers. I followed it online. And one of the articles that came out in, in one of them online, there was, I read the responses and comments at the bottom of the article. One of the comments was from an attorney. This is what he said, quote, No harm, no foul. In other words, it's okay. There's no victims in polygamy. That's what he was saying. Another one in the article in the Tribune and also in the Washington Post quoted Linda Smith. She responded to your letter. And she, as a University of Utah professor, who is on the Ethics Advisory Opinion Committee of the Utah State Bar. Okay, Mm -hmm. so she's read your letter. She said that some crimes are not offenses that would reflect on a lawyer's fitness to practice. What do you say about that response?
1: I know she also said something about Clinton, that he lost his license not for his adultery, but for lying in a deposition um adultery is a misdemeanor where polygamy is a felony polygamy is different and adultery could just happen once it could happen several times who knows with clinton anyways (laughs) but the when you are in a polygamous marriage you are committing to have that be a felon every day of your life Mm -hmm. you've Mm -hmm. already committed that you know that it's a felony especially their attorneys they know it's a felon. So why are they doing it? They're attorneys. They know what it takes to change law. Why aren't they putting forth the effort to change that law to be able to live that way before doing it? Exactly. Like people, you know, they're working mm-hmm. on getting marijuana legal here, yeah. which happened in other states. I know some people do do that here as well, but they are but working to process. change that. There's a process. There's a process to So that. these are attorneys. Mm-hmm. These are licensed attorneys that have taken the oath, the constitutional oath of Utah, which says... Plural marriage is prohibited in Utah, or polygamy right. is plural. Polygamy is
0: prohibited forever in Utah. In Utah. That's And it's federally uh, against the law, too. It in is. But level. in
1: Utah, they're licensed through the Utah State Bar. They took that oath. Mm-hmm. They are violating that oath, and it is a felony. It right. is a Class 2 felony in Utah as of last year.
0: Yet she says that that has not have any bearing on his fitness to practice.
1: Well... I don't know her ethics. A crime (laughs) is a crime, isn't
0: it? I believe so. She's on the ethics advisory. So that kind of discouraged me when I read that. Yeah. Um, You said um, uh, you brought up the Edmonds-Tucker, or the Edmonds Act, and then later Mm -hmm. it was the Edmonds-Tucker, about imprisoning men. Mm -hmm. You know, there were, what, 1,500, 1,600 men in prison for polygamy? 1,300
1: men that got thrown into jail at one time. And and
0: people today say, well, what will we do if we arrest all the polygamous men? What would their families do?
1: What was your answer to that? It was very good. My answer, and I talked about this with Angela Kelly, and she's one that said it to me, and I believe it full, <laughs> uh, full-heartedly, was that they thought about that back then, and thinking about it now, if all the men disappeared, the women are taking care of themselves and taking care anyway. of their children. They're doing it anyways. Right. They will continue to do it.
0: The, 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 the women work long as sometimes two and three jobs. Mm-hmm. When we helped Rachel Kingston, she was working three jobs
1: yeah. to take care of her three kids. Yeah, so they're doing it anyways. They're yeah. paying their own bills right. uh, because obviously like the leader he has over 20 wives. You know mm-hmm. he's not supporting them all.
0: No, they don't. And, they don't and support And
1: they him. don't, not in the group that I Ila.
0: It's like you said in the in our first show that um, you had he he your husband wanted to save up all this money so he could court this other woman and you had to support yourself and your children so that he could do that. Yeah. That's not unusual. That is a very usual thing for them. Okay, you said that after months of therapy, after you had left, uh, you realized that you had been a victim of abuse in the Kingston group for years. Yet victims rarely know that they are actually being victimized until they get away from it and look back and say it through your therapy. Explain the emotional abuse that you and others suffer at the hands of the patriarchal leadership of the Kingstons.
1: Well, I said this um, specifically towards that House Bill 214 because it would help pay for therapy for people. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew the last straw that I had being physically abused was not okay. I knew that that was abuse because my mom was married before my dad outside of the group. Yeah. And he abused her, and she told us that once was too much. Yeah. And so I knew it happened once that it would happen again. And that's, you know, one of the things that pushed me to leave so fast once that happened.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But You were smart. You were
0: good doing
1: that. I, I didn't know that him sitting me down and talking about that money and the way that the Kingston Group is is financially abusive. I didn't know that being financially abused was, was a term. I didn't know it existed. And being able to go through therapy and my therapist at the time sat me down and went over this abuse will. And I had been abused in every way on this will, on this abuse wheel. Mm-hmm. So physically is what finally happened. But I know I was emotionally abused before that. When before we had kids, he never came home. Once we had kids, he came home and he was kind of ornery. And then he slowly became to where he was yelling all the time and yelling at me. And I mean, one reason why I didn't leave is I've always been a heavier person. And I was told repeatedly that... I was fat and nobody else would love me, nobody else would want me, that I was lucky that I had him that wanted me. Oh. And so, I mean, that, that emotional abuse happened as well and I, I didn't know that that's what I was going through. I didn't yeah. know.
0: Yeah. yeah, and you know, I counted the, the abuses that we went through after I got away as well, you mm-hmm. know, and years later. We went through emotional abuse. We went through a lot of physical abuse in my family, lots and lots of it. Um, there's emotional abuse, physical abuse, religious abuse, mm-hmm. um, sexual abuse. I wasn't sexually abused. People in my family were.
1: Yeah, I wasn't. And, sexually abused. And, and
0: there's a lot of people in polygamy that are. In fact, most of them are at some point. So, but you were sexually abused when you were raped.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: Um, so the abuse is there, and but it's so much a part of their life they don't even realize that that's what's going on.
1: Yeah, I didn't. I had no clue.
0: And it takes a while to get over it. And that's another reason that we're active in doing what we're doing is because we do want to bring these things out and, and help however we can, help those who need the help after they
1: get yeah, out. even medically abused. You oh, didn't go to get stitches. They right. had the leader and there were other men in the group that knew how to give stitches. Mm-hmm. I even at one point knew how to give stitches and gave them to the people down at the mine. And they don't like going to doctors and they're anti-vaxxers, which... Right people do it, do what you want. <laughs> well, I, after the, getting custody of my kids, my kids are all vaccinated and I'm glad I was able to make
0: that The point is choice. That they just, they, they call it a conspiracy. All the medical doctors are against you and mm-hmm. they they wanna do this to you or that to you. And, and you know, Jesus is, do, do you know Luke, who wrote the gospel of Luke? He was a doctor for heaven's mm-hmm. sakes, you know? I mean, Jesus didn't yeah. care if you had doctors, but they don't, I think because yeah. they don't wanna spend the and money. And like
1: my kids, my kids go to therapy once a month for an hour each. And when I did inform my ex that I was taking them to therapy and he gets mad that I won't let him go and be in the room with them. And I'm like, that's, that's not what it's for. It's for their benefit, not for yours. And it's more of the thought of just because something is secret, doesn't make it sacred.
0: That's right. That's absolutely right. Uh, again, Jesus said he didn't say do anything in secret. Mm-hmm. So why do we have to? Yeah, there's nothing. Uh, Someone else said, if you have nothing to hide, you'll hide nothing. Mm -hmm. And I think that's important. Yeah, important uh, that if you've got something to hide, you need your red flag needs to go up. It's been an uphill battle, and it is an uphill battle to educate people and let them know. Too many people say, "Live and let live." You know, there's no harm, no victims in polygamy. Just Mm -hmm. like I read that one. But it is an uphill challenge, and it's filled with obstacles. You said, I quote again from that newspaper, if we don't start talking, the government's not going to do anything about it. Mm -hmm. Melissa, we've been doing this show 11 years. Mm -hmm. Plus, there's been a lot of talk went on before that. We've been talking and talking and talking and talking, and Mm -hmm. they're still not doing anything about it. Do you have anything in the works, any plans uh, that you can talk about to to kind of bring this up into a higher level of discussion?
1: I don't necessarily have any plans. I, I have thoughts running through my heads of things that I, I want to be able to do. It's more of getting more people to talk about it, mm-hmm. making sure people understand. I know a lot of comments on these articles were, you know, what's wrong with consenting adults? They don't know that it's consenting adults. Um, I There was an article today of... I guess there's this couple and they are both dating this girl. So the girl and the husband are dating this girl and they're going to get divorced. So one of them can marry her. So she, can have rights to the children, which isn't how the law works anyways, but people were commenting on it and somebody commented about polygamy on it. And somebody said, you know, why is it still illegal? And I said, you know, uh, the, the key mm. word somebody said was consenting adults. That's not what happens in a polygamous cult, and that polygamous cults is the majority of where polygamy happens. They use religion to back it. Mm-hmm. They are indoctr- indoctrinating children into an illegal lifestyle. So mm-hmm. that's, that's where a problem comes in, that these children, free free will, that's not what's happening. Not they will. are taught at a young age that you don't live this way, you are going to hell. And that's not okay, that's not okay. You know, God teaches love and not this hatred and isn't going to tell you, you have to let your husband be what, with someone else. And
0: that's what we always say too, because Jesus is the Savior. Polygamy is not the Savior. Yeah. And polygamy can't take the place of Jesus in saving anyone or add to what he did to mm-hmm. save us. So that's exactly right. They, they use the threat of God. Mm-hmm. Um, I left, when I left the group, I left with a hatred for God and because I knew he hated me. That isn't true. He doesn't hate me. He never did hate me, but that's what they taught me. Mm-hmm. And that's hard to get over. That's very, very difficult to get over. Too many people leave polygamy the same way, and, and they just don't want to have anything to do with religion or God after that because it is so devastating for what they've been taught about him in the group.
1: Yeah, I definitely feel the same way. When I left, I felt the hatred for God. Yeah. Like the the last thing that happened, being abused. Why did God let that happen to me? And why would it
0: be His will? Yeah, for for what, you to share your husband. Yeah.
1: So like I, I I was mad at God, and I stayed away from all religions. And I did start going back. And one of the issues with the King Singer was the money. Yeah. You put money before <clears throat> anything else, really. They do. They do. Absolutely. <laughs> and so the first time I went to the LDS church, the first thing they talked about was tithing. Mm-hmm. I went once. I never went yeah, back because yeah. I, I couldn't believe that, okay, you know, I prayed about it. You know, I wanted to find something that made me feel Again, in that way, I wanted to have that relationship with God again, yeah. And going and that being the first thing, I felt like that wasn't for me,
0: and that's not for (laughs) you. And by the way, I got some good suggestions for you, and that in that respect, too, because Jesus Christ alone is all we need. We don't need the church, we don't need money, we don't need. Temple recommends we mm-hmm. don't need polygamy. We don't need anything, All we need is Jesus.
1: Yeah, I know my kids Just recently him. have come to me because their dad's teaching them more about his religion, and my son's almost twelve, and mm-hmm. so he's more aware of things. And he mm-hmm. came to me and said, like, we go to church, and we've been being taught these things, and because so I you left need the church, to have
0: something to give. To well, him he in it's said place. because
1: Dad says because you left the church that you're with the devil, and he's with God, and He's like, what do you you think? And I told him, I said, I don't believe in organized religion. I believe that you should be a good person because you should be a good person. And I said, that's what I want you to do is to be a good person and be happy and to treat others with respect.
0: Well, he needs to um, understand that that, that polygamy is, I mean, that's brainwashing his dad will give him. He needs a... A good, safe alternative to that. Definitely. So you don't believe now, I assume, from what we've just said, that the polygamy is the only way to God. That no. it's God's only true religion or only true people. You said the Kingstons wasn't teaching much about Joseph Smith anymore.
1: They weren't. When I was a teenager, it was all about the Kingstons and why they're the true prophets versus they they brought up the different groups the, even the different polygamist groups the different churches all together the LDS church the catholic church the baptists the, everything the the jeffs group the the allred group and everything and would teach why they weren't right and why the, the, the Kingston Kingstons group were. was the true church. That's oh. what that's what I was mostly taught as I a teenager. I think that's
0: interesting they've gotten away from Joseph Smith like that, because that's all we ever heard about was his and, and all of the persecutions they went through because of polygamy and Hiram Smith and Orson Pratt.
1: You know, we just, that's all we heard about. They used you know? the Book of Mormon, but it was how they fit into the Book of Mormon. <laughs> really? It is how they used it, yeah. Well, mm-hmm. that takes
0: some twisting. A little bit. Some gymnastics, huh? Um, so right now with uh, a little over two minutes left, what we, we, we've talked on the show or I've done shows on the Washakie mess that the Kingstons are involved in. Um, the FLDS got involved with food stamp fraud Mm -hmm. and scams. Uh, the Kingstons have been involved in other things. Just recently there was the, the cows that the, one of the Kingston boys let die and starve to death. What is your thinking about all of these illegal, inhumane things they do, and still claim to be right, God's only righteous people? How, what kind of gymnastics goes on in their heads with that? <laughs> I
1: don't know. Right, righteous people doing what's good—it's—it's it's not hard to to be a good person and do good things. In in my book, it's it's easy to be a good person. So How do they I, I justify
0: don't... the illegal things they do. You know, the one point two
1: billion dollar tax fraud i don't know it's like it's always been about money with them it has, it's always it? about money Money their the more yeah sex the more money you have yeah <laughs> the more money you have the the higher you're going to be apparently is the the way that i look at it after leaving which you know, I, I don't get the whole cows dying thing. I don't get why anybody would let that happen.
0: They're, well, they they have not. They're not known for their in, humane activities to either children mm-hmm. or to yeah. animals. So, what is next on your agenda? Uh, do you have anything going right now that you can talk about in in being the
1: active? Um... Just more on the bar stuff. I want to get more facts together and write write another letter about the other things besides just polygamy Mm -hmm. that that they do, because there's a lot more that goes on as them being attorneys over that group. Anything that they're doing illegal in that group, Mm -hmm. these attorneys know and these attorneys cover it up. Mm -hmm. And those are other things that go towards this. So I want to bring more attention to that, to the legal things that happen that I know about.
0: Yeah, yeah, that you know about. Uh, They've known about this for a long time. I know when Daniel beat his daughter, Marianne, um, and the 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 Kingstons were focused a lot for several years because that brought them right out in the public eye. I also notified the Bar Association that they had attorneys in the Kingston group who were members of the bar and I asked why. And the the Utah Bar said, well they'd look into it and a couple of weeks later they said, Well, they're they're not doing anything that should harm their license. So they're I hope it's fine.
1: I think the more people that speak out about it, anybody that sees this, anybody that reads the articles that agree, Write a letter. Yeah, yeah. The more pebbles in the shoe, the more they're going to pay attention to it.
0: Right. And then the hope that the lady on the ethics committee <laughs> understands a little bit more. Well, we're out of time, Melissa. Thank you so very much. I appreciate your comments and your story. And if things change, maybe we can get you back and see what else is going on. Okay. You know, it is disturbing uh, that a professor of the University of Utah Ethics Committee say that crimes are not offenses that could affect a- attorneys' um fitness to practice because a crime is a crime. But if that's the leadership in our legal system under God, may he have mercy on us all. There are so many investigations that have been done that prove the harms of polygamy, especially to women and children. And my concern is, our legal system doesn't even condescend to read those reports and realize that's what's going on and why don't they? Or if they do, why, don't, why do they keep their eyes shut towards it? Uh, you know, we still hear people say that polygamy is divinely sanctioned in the Bible, and it isn't. So why aren't they doing their own homework to discover the truth of what's really happening? You know, God's grace through Jesus Christ will cover anyone who has been harmed by the misuse of his name and his will. And if that person will turn to him for the spiritual healing they need, he will give it to them. And that's what we pray for, all the victims. Thank you for watching. This has been the audio podcast of Polygamy, What Love Is This? with host Doris Hansen. Polygamy, What Love Is This? is produced by a Shield and Refuge Ministry. More information on this program, including the video version of it, can be found at whatloveisthis.tv. If you have any questions or need help getting free from Mormon fundamentalism, write us at contact at shieldandrefuge.org or call us at 1-800-877-425-9993.